Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 151, Valve Lifter Technology. Ooh. Again, this one's going to be uh, kind of a little bit technical, uh, but not too much. Uh, for those of you that are somewhat of uh, gearheads or motorheads, as we like to call ourselves, uh, you'll probably find this one interesting. But it's, it's going to be talking about, you know, hydraulic valve lifters, the different kind of the different kinds, uh, te- uh, briefly how they work, so on and so forth. Um, this one is from a trade magazine, uh, an automotive repair trade magazine. So this is something, again, this is written really more for technicians. But again, I thought, well, you know, I certainly find it interesting, and maybe there's other people out there that would think likewise. Maybe there's, you know, things you wanted to understand about how does the valve train work that this might help to enlighten you a bit. Um, so again, this is from a trade magazine, which is called Underhood Service. The author on it is Andrew Markell. So I want to give him credit. And um, yeah, a couple quick commercials. As usual, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad Kyle's Motorworks. And um, if you want to check out the actual uh, website for the po- uh, podcast, it's through podbean.com. And then you do a search for Brad Kyle's Motorworks podcast. Um, you certainly can uh, subscribe and or donate to the podcast. I would appreciate that if you're willing to do that. Uh, when you're at that web page for the podcast, if you go to the upper right-hand corner, you'll see an icon for Become a Patron. Click on that, and uh, there's a way you can set up either an ongoing, continuous uh, subscription um, every month if you so choose. I'm asking for $5. You can do less. You can do more. You can make it a one-time deal or an ongoing subscription, however you want to set that up. <clears throat> the advantages of doing that is that I've taken about 12 to 15 of the podcasts and made them only available through the subscription. And uh, The ones I've picked are ones that if you apply the information that I've uh, given you during that podcast in your automotive life, uh, there's no doubt you could save thousands, if not maybe even tens of thousands of dollars and probably uh, reduce some frustration in regards to your car ownership uh, life type situation. So definitely save some money and, and be better, you know, better informed about your car. So any case, let's get started with this one. It's called valve lifter technology. The basic function of a valve lifter is pretty simple. It sits on the camshaft and transfers the motions of the cam lobe up through the push rods and rockers to, to open and close the valves. The size and shape of the cam lobe under the lifter multiplied by the ratio of the rocker arms determines valve lift and duration. As such, the lifter just follows the motions of the cam, but it does play a role in valve train lash or clearance and noise. The area of contact between the lifters and cam lobes is the highest loaded surface inside an engine with as much as, here's, here's a good example of a little piece of information that I found like, wow, okay, I'd never seen this in print before. Let me start that paragraph over again. The area of contact between the lifters and cam lobes is the highest load surface inside an engine, which is with as much as 200,000 to 300,000 PSI 
at the point of contact depending upon valve spring pressure. Consequently, it is critical that both components have the correct geometry, both convex and taper, that both surfaces have adequate hardness to resist premature wear and failure, and that the point of contact receives good lubrication with the motor oil. Roller lifters. A big improvement came about with the invention of roller, li roller lifters. By placing a small wheel on the bottom of the lifter, friction between the cam and lifter is greatly reduced. That's why all modern pushrod engines have roller lifters. Roller lifters also allow the use of more radical cam low profiles with faster opening and closing ramps that provide more total wave val excuse me, valve opening for a given lift and duration. Mounting a wheel on the bottom of the lifter also changes the dynamics between the lifter and the cam. A roller lifter has to be held in place in fixed alignment with the cam so that the wheel will roll smoothly on the lobe so you don't want the lifter to rotate or twist. If the original cam and lifters are still in good condition and are being reused, make sure all of the lifters are reinstalled in their original holes, same location as before. However, if the original cam is worn and needs to be replaced, replace the lifters. Two, don't ruin the new or reground cam by reusing worn lifters. The only exception to this rule is with roller cams. Because the cam lobes are flat and the lifters have rollers rather than a convex surface, a new roller can be installed with used roller lifters, provided all of the lifters are in good condition with no damaged pinning or cracking. Hydraulic lifters. Hydraulic lifters were first developed back in the 1930s and became common in production engines in the 1950s. Hydraulic lifters eliminate the clatter produced by solid lifters because the valve train runs with zero lash clearance. Solid lifters require a small air gap between the tips of the rocker arms and the tops of the valve stems to compensate for thermal expansion in the engine as it heats up. Lash adjustment is critical because too much clearance makes the valves noisy and reduces valve lift, duration, and performance. Too little clearance can also create problems because it causes the valves to open sooner and close later, reducing heat dissipation through the valve seats when the valves are closed. This can make some valves, especially exhaust valves, run too hot and fail. If the lash is way too tight and closes up entirely, it may hold the valve open, causing a loss of compression and possibly contact between the valve and piston. Hydraulic lifters eliminate the clatter and the need for periodic adjustments by maintaining zero clearance when the engine is running. They do this by using oil pressure against a spring-loaded plunger inside the lifter body. Oil fills the cavity under the plunger when the valve is closed. This pushes the plunger up to take the slack out of the valve train and hold it tight. A one-way check valve inside the lifter holds the pressure inside the lifter as the valve opens. Since oil is incompressible, the oil trapped under the plunger prevents the plunger from compressing and the lifter acts like a solid lifter to push the valve open. Hydraulic lifters are also kinder on valve train components than solid lifters because zero, lash, zero valve lash reduces the hammering effect that occurs when the valve slams shut at higher engine speeds. There's no air gap to fill, so the valve simply follows the cam lobes as it closes for a more gentle landing. This also reduces noise and helps extend the life of the valve train components. At high speed, hydraulic lifters may pump up and hold the valves open, causing the valves to float. 
This can occur if the valve springs are not strong enough to maintain normal valve control and the lifters try to take up the slack that really isn't there. This overextends the plunger and prevents the valve from, coming all, from closing all the way. The same thing can happen if the oil inside the lifter does not bleed down quickly enough between cycles to maintain normal valve lash. Hydraulic lifters are precision fit assemblies. The plunger is closely matched to the housing to provide minimal clearance so the leak down rate is not too great or not too small. That's why you should never intermix the internal parts when you are cleaning and rebuilding a set of hydraulic lifters. Clean each lifter individually so the original assembly can be maintained. New lifter designs. The ongoing quest to squeeze more fuel efficiency out of today's engines has led to the development of various displacement on demand, variable displacement, or cylinder deactivation technologies on some engines. Basically, the idea is to deactivate to half of the engine cylinders when it is under a light load to conserve fuel. Switching off the fuel injection to kill can certain cylinders saves fuel. But if the valves are still opening and closing, the engine is wasting energy pumping air through the dead cylinders. The valves also have to be deactivated at the same time to maximize the energy savings. Deactivating the valve traps air in the dead cylinders. This creates an air spring effect that returns almost as much energy on the piston downstroke as put in during the compression upstroke. The engine squeezes the air during the compression stroke and the air pushes back as it expands during the downstroke. These, there are various ways to deactivate cylinders, including cams that have different lobes for each cylinder, changing the position of the rockers, or using hydraulic lifters that can collapse on command to eliminate valve lift. A variable position valve lifter can operate with normal plunger height or reduced plunger height. This requires a secondary oil supply hole and valving to charge change the position of the plunger inside the lifter. The powertrain control module regulates the oil pressure to the lifters via solenoid valves. With multiple cylinder deactivation, several solenoids may be used to control oil flow to various lifter pairs. Problems with engine speed sensors, notably MAP, airflow and throttle position sensors, the oil flow control solenoids, Engine oil pressure, if the engine is also equipped with a variable displacement oil pump, the PCM or wiring faults may all affect the normal operation of such a system. Assembly tips. Hydraulic lifters will normally make some noise when an engine is initially fixed up, fired up, excuse me, fired up, but, sh but should soon quiet down as all the, all the oil, excuse me, should soon quiet down as oil filled the lifters and the lifters expand to tighten up the slop in the valve train. Some experts say hydraulic lifters should be pre-soaked in oil and bled prior to installing them. Others say this isn't necessary and actually increases the risk of the lifters holding the valves open too far. The normal procedure for adjusting a set of hydraulic lifters is to rotate the cam so that each pair of lifters is at their lowest position on the base circle of the, of the cam. This is done by rotating the mark so that the cylinder, cylinder is at top dead center on its compression stroke with both valves fully closed. The rockers are then adjusted to zero lash and tighten and an additional one half to three quarter turn to push the plunger inside the lifters down to their mid-range position. The procedure is then repeated for each cylinder until all the lifters have been preset. 
If the filter, if, if the lifters are pre-filled with oil, they may not push down when the rockers are given the additional twist, causing the valves to lift off their seats instead. So that's that one. Pretty sure. I don't think there's another page. Nope. So, you know, again, a quickie about uh, hydraulic valve lifters. There's different kinds out there. Uh, generally speaking, they're, they're very reliable. It, it, this is, again, something that if someone does oil changes more often than what the car manufacturer says to, you are definitely helping the valve train, okay, in a number of ways, whether it be because of Vanos systems or uh, variable valve timing, um, variable opening, as far as BMW has, uh, you know, a variable opening system. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Obviously, a lot of pressures, a lot of, uh, you know, 200 to 300,000 PSI. I mean, it's like, wow, that's that's a lot of pressure against the camshaft. So in some respects, it, it doesn't take uh, it doesn't take much to, you know, load the system. So that's it for that one i appreciate your time appreciate you listening uh, again uh email bkpodcast5 at gmail.com i'm on linkedin uh check out the web page on podbean.com and uh we go from there i appreciate your time appreciate you listening uh have a great day and a fantastic tomorrow thank you thank you for listening to this episode it's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.